0: Welcome to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian, and this is where we talk about how not to be an idiot with your money. And today, after a very long time,
1: we have a special guest, David Mannen,
0: who used to come on the radio show with me.
1: <laughs> I sabotaged your radio show, I know. and know you decided <laughs> to bring me back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, uh, David used to come on Friday nights for an hour, and uh, I'm not sure anybody was listening. Uh, I'm not sure anybody's going to listen to this either.
1: No, my fam, um, my family quit listening after the first couple. Did they really? Oh yeah, they they thought it was nonsense.
0: <laughs> well, my mom used to listen to it, but I think that was it. Um, so anyway, you are the real estate mogul of
1: Myrtle Beach, I suppose, in in Conway, Loris, Loris, <laughs> Galveston Ferry. Sure. Yep. So what's going on in real estate these days? I don't know. Um. I'd hate to be a buyer's agent right now. I don't. I don't have any buyers that I'm working with. Um, I feel sorry for those guys. Um, I had a listing. A little. This is actually the first, first property I sold um, back in two thousand twelve as a realtor. So you're selling the same house? Selling it. Yeah, it was for you know, client out of New York and um, a forty thousand dollar double wide. They it was gonna be their little vacation home. They'd come down from. Staten Island and you know a couple times a year and and uh, enjoy Myrtle Beach and now they're selling it it was a they turned it into a rental long story short uh I listed it for one twenty nine
0: Wait a minute they bought it for forty yeah, and you listed it for one twenty
1: nine right okay I got seven offers in two days and ended up with a price of one forty two five and this is a double wide it's a double wide and where is this It's 32 years old it's a 32 year old double wide and where is this it's over behind the uh the old racetrack off uh, 501 tanger right behind tanger outlets well that sort of makes sense
0: i can i can kind of see that
1: it's a good location
0: and what year was this the the original purchase 2010 or 12
1: 2012
0: 2012 mm-hmm. so why are they, why are they moving?
1: Uh, it's a complicated scenario. They're not moving. It, it's a rental, actually, and the husband passed away, and she—they have to sell it to settle the estate.
0: Oh, okay. Wow, from forty thousand to a hundred and forty-two in ten years. Wow, well, that's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I was surprised. I just—I just—I was gonna list. I was gonna list it for one twenty-five, and I was like, well, let's see what happens, and. And then, like the day before, I said, "You know what? Let's go 129." I'm. I have a feeling this might go a little higher. And then, I just, I couldn't believe it. Like, I think there's just. And then when I look on the MLS, there's just nothing. It used to be you couldn't find anything under 100. Then on 150. Now it's, now it's like 250. 200 is like the the fixer upper now. Like, yeah. If it's under 200, you have to buy a. You're buying a rehab property basically. And that's essentially what this is, you know, it's, it's a 32 year old double wide. It needs a lot of, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's going to need some work though, but, but it used to be by the, when they bought it though, that racetrack was there and, and it was every now and then they'd have, you know how they used to, um, you could pay to drive a NASCAR around the track Mm -hmm. Well, they, they, you know, they closed that track. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's it's a lot quieter around there now so it's a good location but it's it's still it's in a it's in predominantly a mobile home park i mean most yeah. i think i know where that is i think you mm. know exactly where that it's is. it's on the other side of you know opposite of uh chick-fil-a there if you go on yeah. the other side of 501 yeah. just keep going so
0: yeah wow okay what else are you working on
1: um you know my own house really uh we sold a couple you know, we sold it. We sold some property, you know, up in the Loris area, like just our flips. You know, I've been flipping homes for well uh, over four years now. It's been about four years, and um, so we just finished one, sold it. So now I, I'm we're in between. So I'm just working on my house, getting some things done around the house. I don't have time to do this stuff on the weekends now, so.
0: Yeah, you're up to your ass in alligators. You got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a lot going on. Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, my house is coming along. Got a meeting with the architect tomorrow. Um, so I still think we're supposed to break ground like April, May, something like that. So, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, we'll be talking about financing soon. So, anyway, I want to talk about I want to talk about Ukraine. I mean, because you know we're recording this on what day is today? The uh, come on, what day is today? Today is the twenty fourth, Thursday, the twenty fourth. So today is the day that Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, I was listening to Dan Bongino.
1: Okay, you know who
0: that is, right? Mm-hmm. He took over Russia's spot.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's right.
0: I I, I like Dan Bongino. He's no, he's, that was
1: Clay and Buck, wasn't it? Didn't they take Rush?
0: No, it was no. Dan Bongino. Um, he um, I mean Bongino is you know much further right than I am, but. He um, he's very good on the radio and you kind of get the impression that he doesn't use notes like he probably does have notes, but he doesn't sound like he has notes. Mm. You know, like I, I mean, when I was on the radio, like I had notes all the time and I was I wasn't like reading off the notes, but like that you know, was kind of the structure to the show. And Bongino just like talks. I like listening to him and he's got this New Jersey accent. He's very good on the radio. So, and the reason I had it on is is because this morning I was on WTKN. I'm on every Thursday morning. And so, usually what I do is I listen to uh, Liz's show on the way into work. And then I'll just have it on for the rest of the day. So, I was listening to Dan Bongino. And he was talking about Putin. And, you know, Putin gave this big speech. And he was... He said some pretty crazy stuff. I, I'm not sure if you were really following this. But... Let me just read this. Russian President Vladimir Putin issued a dire threat to Western nations on Thursday morning, saying they would face consequences greater than you have ever faced in history if they became involved with his invasion of Ukraine. Uh, He made the remarks as part of a speech that aired Thursday at 6 a.m. Moscow time, in which he announced the invasion. Immediately after the speech, the Ukrainian foreign ministry reported attacks in numerous cities. So consequences greater than you have faced in history. What do you think he's talking about there?
1: It sounds like some Trump would say, right? Like just
0: That's true. That's true except the difference between Trump and Putin is that Putin has a track record of doing what he says he is going to do. Right. Like Putin is a sociopath, but he does what he says he's going to do. If he gives a speech and he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. So what, he's talking about nuclear weapons. Sure, he, this is literally he's threatening people with nuclear war. Yeah, and the uh, the markets today, like, I, I mean, I I actually I was up a ton of money overnight, um, and I kind of gave it all back during the day. You know, you know, the stock market finished up on the day. The Nasdaq was actually up a lot. Bitcoin was up, and I'm like, holy shit. Are we like, just
1: not? Are we not scared enough? Is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't. I mean, I just I think I think they knew this was going to happen all along. And I and I, for weeks they've been saying this was going to happen and I've been like, "Ah, oh, what a bunch of bullshit. This is bullshit. They're just trying to scare us, they're trying to get us to support military budget, yada yada yada." And then I'm just like, "Today all day I'm just like, well, they they got I was wrong. They got this right. I mean, they they said Putin was going to do it, and then he did it. I yeah. Mean, they, I mean, Ukraine, they weren't wrong.
0: Ukraine is not a NATO member. Okay, so we don't have any obligation to help them out. But here's the thing: Putin is not going to stop with Ukraine. Yeah. Like he's going to go into Poland, and he's going to go into the Baltic states: so Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia, right? And they are NATO members. And he's gonna he's gonna test us on that. He is going to invade these NATO countries, and see if we respond.
1: Yeah, yeah. um.
0: Like that, you know. It's funny because, like, I get the whole stock market thing. Like, you know, buy the rumors, sell the news. The market's been going down for the last couple of weeks because of this invasion. Then when it actually happens, the market goes up. It happens all the time in the stock market. You know, like it happens over and over again. But this this is not. I don't know like th- this is just bigger than that
1: yeah like why would amazon go up Is like are we going to be ordering more packages online because of the invasion i mean but <laughs> it just means maybe it just doesn't have to be correlated I th- now you know? i think i think that the reason that stocks are up
0: is because the invasion was relatively clean and quick mm-hmm. and did not result in a lot of casualties so i think you know from the stock market standpoint it's it was probably like the best case scenario, but he's threatening nuclear war.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe it's because they're certain that we are we are not going to do anything about this. We are going to stay out of it.
0: And I don't think you know even even if you know Estonia, Poland, whatever, even if they are NATO members, I don't think we'll do anything about
1: that either. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what can you do? I mean, what what can you do? Do do you want to get involved in this?
0: Well, that's the whole purpose of NATO.
1: Yeah. Well, does NATO want to get involved? I mean, are they going to... If anything, we're just going to give troops to NATO. We're going to support NATO. Well, that's the only way we'll do it. But, I don't know. Here's here's the other thing. So, Putin had
0: 200,000 troops around Ukraine. 200,000. So, so, just for perspective, the U.S. Army has about five hundred to 600,000 troops. And the Air Force has like 400,000 and the Navy has like five or 600,000. But just consider this. So the Army has like 500,000 troops. I mean, 200,000 around Ukraine. Like that's that's like most of – here's the point I'm trying to make. This took a long time to plan. Mm -hmm. This did not get put together in a couple of weeks. You know, my guess is, is that these plans got in motion as soon as Biden was elected. They started planning this.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and and you know, the funny thing is, is that Trump, and I am not defending Trump, I'm not a Trump fan, but Trump, you know, he had this reputation as a guy who's friendly to Russia, right? And he was, like, beholden to these Russian interests. But, you know, Putin took Crimea under Obama, Mm -hmm. and he took Ukraine under Biden. He didn't do anything under Trump.
1: Yeah, that was one of the things I always kept, Saying was, you know, they people were upset that Trump was friendly with Putin and he's friendly with North Korea and 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 my thing was, well, maybe it's better to be friendly with Russia. You know, do you want to be enemies? Do we want to be enemies with Russia again? I mean, it's if at least he's he's keeping Russia from doing anything. You know, that that would be harmful to us. I mean, so I don't know. I. I don't know. I heard... Did you hear the... Did you, hear the um, you said you listened to the Liz Calloway show. Yeah. Did you hear they, they played uh, Laura Ingraham? Laura Ingraham... No. Uh, interviewed Trump. Had Trump on this morning, I think it was. Anyways. He just said some weird things like... Um, you know, this never would have happened if I were president. And he said... Um, and and I know... He says, I know Putin very well. And, you know, I... And I know this wouldn't have happened. And he says... I can't tell you why right now. Someday I'll tell you why. It was it was just weird. That's kind of weird. It was weird. I just thought, why would you say that? You know, why would you say? That? You know, people are suspicious enough in this country that you know you you were too friendly with Putin, and then you go on on national TV and say something like that. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know, man. I don't know, man. So
0: well, I here's the consequence I think for this for our politics is that. I think in 2024, we are going to see this is this is my theory on presidents, right? We always elect the opposite of the previous president in terms of personality.
1: Oh, yeah. Personality in terms
0: of personality. We always elect the opposite. Mm -hmm. So if Biden is weak and ineffectual or perceived to be weak and ineffectual, then we are going to elect a strong man. Whether that is Trump, maybe it's Trump, maybe it's Ron DeSantis, maybe it's Josh Hawley, maybe it's Tom cotton
1: or a strong woman
0: yeah, or or it may, Hillary, who knows <laughs> that's what I'm saying yeah, so I know that's absolutely true, but um you know I mean, think about Tom cotton, you know who he is, right like he's like he's like the biggest military hawk of all time
1: yeah i I don't think this country wants has an appetite for that, and they said twenty six percent of Americans want. Want us to stay out of this? 26
0: or twenty six or seventy four.
1: Twenty six percent want us to stay out of it. Do not want to get involved, or twenty six percent want to get involved. Yeah, seventy four percent do not want to get involved. And Jens Saki said, "Well, we base our foreign policy decisions on what we think is best for the country, not based on polls." You know, so it's like, you know, you are already, you know, you are setting yourself up for getting booted out in twenty twenty four if you are not going to do what what the country wants, you know. I, I don't know, this gets, someone's gonna have to write on like Woodrow Wilson's policy, like I'll keep us out of war, you know. Maybe Biden will re that'll be his slogan for re election. I kept us out of World War III and then when after he gets elected then
0: If the thing about <laughs> the thing about Russia is that the one thing I will say about Russia is that their military and intelligence apparatus is run by deadly serious people. Like these are these are serious people. They're not to be trifled with. And I believe that the people in charge of our military and our intelligence community are not serious people. I think we're focused on the wrong things.
1: Yeah, it seems like a bit of a clown show in DC, really. I mean for all sorts of reasons, I guess. But yeah, it doesn't I don't think for obviously, obviously it doesn't seem like around the world we are taken serious. Anymore, like it's you know they're blaming what happened in Afghanistan, you know how weak we looked when, when that happened, you know pulling out like that. That was like, well, I think, I mean, imagine, I'm sure those weapons that we left there, eighty five billion dollars worth of weapons, some of those are probably in Ukraine right now, being, <laughs> you know, being used, you know, against Ukrainians, so or whoever, whoever buys them, you know, they're selling them. I heard the Taliban selling them. Yeah,
0: the Afghanistan thing, not to get too much into this, but, you know, I'm a libertarian and I'm very anti-war. Having said that, um, you know, pulling completely out of Afghanistan didn't make any sense. I mean, we have, we have military bases all over the world. We have military bases in Germany. We have military bases in Korea. I mean, if you left 2,000 people in Afghanistan, then it prevents the country from descending into anarchy. You know, and it it would have been very easy to just maintain that over time, um, and it allows us to acquire intelligence and stuff like that, and it's it doesn't cost a lot of money. Um, so I didn't I didn't understand the motivation for
1: pulling out completely. Yeah i I don't either, honestly. But my other thing is, did you hear? I don't know if Putin said in his speech today, but he but someone said that he said that the we, we want to demilitarize Ukraine, and we want to we want to denazify Ukraine. Like we want to like he basically said that Ukraine was a Nazi government.
0: Like, well, that's a lot of gaslighting on Putin. <laughs> yeah, I <guess>. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean the president is literally a comedian. Ukraines? Yeah, yeah. He's forty four years old. He's actually like a former comedian. He's like Dave Chappelle. <laughs>
1: I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a kind of a, a Western pu- American puppet, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. he was put in under under Obama. Like he kind of we kind of led a coup and and overthrew their their government. So.
0: anyway, Putin is sixty nine years old, and he's been in power since two thousand. He came in power when he was forty seven. So he's probably got five to
1: ten more years. That's crazy. I, I imagine having a leader in in power that long to be, you know, thinking, you know, just thinking about that. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm like you. I'm a, I'm very anti-war as well. I think I don't. I don't want to get involved in any of this stuff. I don't now to have kids. I definitely don't want to. I don't want my kids to be pulled into a draft or I have to train them to fight or, you know what I mean? Like, I've enjoyed peace, you know, living in relative peace, you know, in this country. Like we haven't been invaded or anything, but
0: So, you know, the funny thing is, you know, I served in the military, the Coast Guard, and I joined right after the Gulf War and I left right before 9/11. Mm. So there was a period of 9 years where it was complete peacetime. Right. And that was the time that I served. I got so lucky. Yeah. I got so lucky. I mean, it was just pure luck.
1: Mhm. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, um, I don't know. I don't really, to be honest, I've, I've, I've kind of tuned out of it for so long as far as geopolitics and all that stuff. I just, I just don't know. I don't know where to get my information to be honest. I don't know who to believe and who to like most articles you read are, are quoting anonymous intelligence officials. And, you know, I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like how do you know? How do you know what to believe? I mean, I don't. I mean, I guess someone like you probably has a better, better well, at judging in, a, a source. Than when in it comes the old to days,
0: stuff. you you come home from work and you turn on the news at six thirty, and it was NBC, CBS, or ABC; those were your three choices. Right,
1: right. And that's where you got your news. Right. Now you got, uh, you know, of course, of all all the cable news and all that other stuff, and it's just, you know, it's hard to. It's hard to know what, but they all seem to be saying the same thing today. Like, That's you know, true. You know, there's no That's true. There's no alternative points here. Well, the only alternative
0: a, point is Tucker Carlson.
1: Okay, I don't know what's he saying. Oh,
0: he's like defending Russia. I don't know if you know that.
1: No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, that. I mean, I I mean I've I, you know I went out last night with my dad. We had dinner and stuff, and I and I did make the point. I'm like, you know, I I'd, I'd be curious to know what their rationale is we don't know why i don't know why he invaded ukraine do you he's getting the band back together <laughs> yeah. no that's, that was, that's literally what it is yeah. he's, he's putting back together the old Union. the old soviet union, union. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean they built chernobyl they can have it you know
0: <laughs> by the way there's uh there's a really great music scene in kiev Um, a progressive music scene and there's actually a DJ, her name is Miss Monique Mm -hmm. and she has these, uh, I'll have to show you, she has these podcasts on YouTube and she basically films herself DJing and she's super cute and she's also a good DJ and it was funny because she was in, um, she played in Miami at one of the clubs I go to and then she played in Tulum and you know, I follow her on Instagram and she was actually flying back to Kiev yesterday and I'm like, oh my God, flying right back into it.
1: That'd be it. Bad time to fly in there, yeah. Um, did you ever play Risk? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, you, Ukraine is like the worst country to
1: have. Yeah, risk. It's, you, it's the it's the biggest waste. You know, don't don't try to hold it. That's the kind of like one of the last places you conquer to win the game. Yeah, like, you don't want to try to hold on. To Ukraine. You
0: always want to get Australia. You Aust- just camp out in Australia.
1: Yep. Nobody can attack you. Get you those just... get those two armies every turn yep. for the next ten <laughs> turns and. <laughs> Yeah, then you head into Yakutsk. Yep, that's it. <laughs> move up, move up, Siam. And <laughs> I haven't played Risk in a long time. Oh, we used to play Risk all the time. Man.
0: I mean, it's a little tedious. Like, you know, you got fifty armies for this guy, you got fifty armies for this guy, and you're just rolling dice like you're dunts, like yeah. over and over. again. Yeah, it's, it's not like tedious. a real intellectual game. It's, yeah,
1: but it's because there, there seems to be a formula to win the game. Like it's hard to. It's hard to win, like if you said, if you don't do Australia first. But, you know, Ukraine was was part of Europe on that board. It was one of the blues. Hmm. That's what, I don't know, I guess at the time. <laughs> it wasn't, it, maybe it was, before, it had to have been. I don't know, I don't know, because it would have been in the Soviet Union then. I don't know why Ukraine was a blue, to be honest. I'd have to look.
0: It's been a long time since I played. Yeah, I'd, I'd have
1: to look at that board again. So when are we going back
0: to Twin Peaks.
1: I've never been at Twin Peaks. <laughs> you got me mixed up for some oh, shit!
0: <laughs> I was at Twin Peaks today. So the last time I was at Twin Peaks, which was like three weeks ago, this is a crazy story. So I went in, I got lunch, I came out, and I went to start my car, and it wouldn't start. Today? No, this was like three weeks ago. Oh. Um, and I figured it was the battery, like it wouldn't turn over, you know? So, I'm out there pushing the button like an imbecile, you know, over and over again, trying to get it to start. So, I, I called AAA, and you remember my last experience with AAA?
1: Yeah, you were stranded on the side of the road with some cats.
0: Yeah, we had all the cats in the car. It was like 95 degrees. We were stranded for like two hours. So, I was really upset with AAA. So, this time I called AAA, and I'm like, they're going to they're gonna let me down again. They had a tow truck there in five minutes. Mm. Five minutes. The guy says, hey, he was out, I was in the area, and he shows up. And he has a battery in his truck, hmm. and he swapped out my battery. I paid him one hundred and sixty bucks, and I was on my way in like twenty minutes.
1: Wow, that's that's nice. That's that's faster than Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, so that was cool. But Twin, Pe- I was I was at Twin Peaks today, so it's um, just if we're gonna compare restaurants for a second. I would say that Twin Peaks has definitely has better food and it definitely has better ambiance, but I would say the service is not as friendly. At Twin Peaks? It's not no, it's the service is not as friendly. I, I don't know. it, it kind of it's kind of hit or miss, but if I go to Hooters, the food is terrible, but the service is better. So.
1: Hmm. I heard there was a bit of a revolt against the new pant, the it's the new shorts at Hooters. That was a while ago. They refused to wear them. They're wearing them in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, I figures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably don't even tell them that that you don't have to. They just tell them that. <laughs> the
0: first, the first time I went to a Hooters was actually in New York City. There was one in the 50s somewhere, and I went with a bunch of my Lehman buddies, and uh, our waitress was like, ah, ah, ah. she was like talking like that, and uh, you know. I never ask these questions because you just don't know want to know the answer. But my dumbass buddy, he's like, oh, what's wrong with your voice? And she's like, I had my larynx removed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, this doesn't seem like very happy. <laughs> yeah.
1: if she works there. She, I mean, she took care of everything else, I guess. Just, she must have smoked. I don't know. Uh, who knows? That's terrible.
0: I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) Um, oh, I got something for you. You're going to like this. Um, So I was sitting here yesterday and I I get an email. I should I should pull up the email uh, if I can find it. So I got an email from this guy and he said, hey, Jared, I want to invite you as a guest to speak with Joanne Nosuchinsky and Bill Schultz on their variety comedy show Back Talk." It's a topical morning style talk show with segments focusing on pop culture and wild stories. So Joanne um used to be on Fox news. She was on Fox news for a couple of years and I thought she was like super cool. I used to like watching her and I followed her on Twitter. I, I just kind of lost track of what she was doing after that. She used to be Miss New York in 2013. She's very pretty. Mm. Um, so now she has this show, which I didn't even realize. And, they got me in they they invited me on the show, you know
1: what what channel is that on?
0: I don't know hmm. I don't know I gotta figure it out,
1: yeah, I'd never heard of it well, that's cool on on like as a call in host or or a guest or yeah, I'll be on zoom on yeah. zoom okay, yeah got so you gotta put your face in there,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: well that'll be the last time they Ask you back? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm so ugly. Make a freight train take a dirt road. Yeah. Oh well. Do you think I'm ugly?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uglier than the average forty-seven-year-old.
0: Well, okay. So, so just to put that in perspective, I think I'm better looking now than I was in my twenties. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, now when I was in my twenties, like. I was in amazing shape. I was going to the gym. I could have been an underwear model, and I, dude, I wanted to like drive off and join the porn industry in L.A. Like, <laughs> like you know, I physically, I was, I was in the best shape of my life. Yeah. But, uh, but I had, I kind of had. I, I mean, I had like a bad haircut and like bad clothes. So you know, now in my forties, like I know how to dress, but now I'm like a fat guy.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just, it's hard to have it all, all, all together. Yeah. You know, all at the same 100%. time. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, ask your wife. She'll be on Maybe she'll tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I actually, I had this discussion with a friend of mine named Jason. I was down in Miami with him and we were, we were sitting in a club. We were sitting at do not sit in the furniture. He's like, he's like, you are fat, but you are better looking than you were twenty years ago. And I'm like, thank you.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to. Yeah. It's hard to lose weight, isn't it? But here's here's the thing about being fat.
0: Okay, so I've actually lost 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm six feet and I weigh 232. So I should weigh around 200. I mean, ideally like 190, but 200, 205 is, right. is fine. Um. So. I used to be, you know, when I was in my 20s and 30s I or early 30s, I was skinny. I weighed like 180 pounds. Yeah. And I think you've seen me like that when I like first moved here. Like I was I was pretty skinny when I first moved here. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember.
1: I remember you, you were thin. Yeah. yeah. You were smaller.
0: But it's it's the damn meds that I take. Oh, it's yeah. the meds. Like, when I started taking these meds, I weighed 182 pounds. Within a month, I weighed 210. I put on, like, 30 pounds in a month.
1: Right.
0: And I just, dude, like, see, here's the thing with, like, being fat, okay? Like, we think of being fat as a moral failing, right? So if you meet somebody and they're 300 pounds, subconsciously in your head, you're thinking to yourself, fat fuck, (laughs) like if they would just like stop eating donuts and go to the gym, then they would lose the weight. Mm -hmm. And we just assume that people are fat because of a moral failing, because they are lazy or they are gluttonous, you know, and we, we make these assumptions about people. And I'm sure people do that about me, but literally I could eat 800 calories a day and not lose weight. It's, it's the meds. I am not, I'm not fat by, by choice, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's it's because of the medication that I take, and I'm sure people make these assumptions about me, and there's nothing I can do about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I weight's always been an issue with me my whole life. Like, I mean, I was... They had, Dude, I, you have faulty genetics. That could be, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, they told me I had high cholesterol when I was in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
0: that's like a punchline right there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
1: So I had to cut out I mean I mean I'm I'm going to truck stops and ordering omelets with egg beaters in the fourth grade. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Remember egg beaters? Egg beaters. those are gross. <laughs> yeah, it was gross. And no cheese, you know, skim milk. I drank skim milk my whole life. Skim milk is gross. I mean it's uh and it didn't matter. Like I I still have high cholesterol. You so know? <laughs> but
0: but here's the here's the thing. Like I'm I'm gonna be forty eight in a couple of weeks. How old are you?
1: Uh, 44
0: You're 44 Okay At what point Do we become Comfortable with our bodies And say You know what Fuck it This is who I am Right And I'm attractive Just the way I am And you own it Right
1: I think what's more important At this age Is I'm starting to realize Is how I feel Like if, it, if Like right now I feel like I I can feel better and I, bl- I blame my weight, like like my back's sore. I have back problems, and, you know, I mean, I still work a lot, but if I take a couple days when I'm not working, I feel it. I, get st- I stiffen up, and, you know, so how much, and then if I eat too much, and then I'm like, I can't, it's hard to, you know, get down on the floor and play with the kids because I ate too much. Like, I feel bad when I do that. Like, I just. That's the kind. Those are the kind of things, right? At this age, like, like I twenty pounds ago. Like I ha, I I was down about twenty pounds from where I am now. Like I felt really good. Like I I didn't have the soreness and the fatigue that I did as I do now. You know, you put so, some weight back on. I have put on a little bit of weight. Yeah. Yeah. I blame the I blame the candy. Like there's always. We used to never have candy in our house. Well, now you got kids, so you got candy. now we now we got candy, and there's there's always you know gummy bears, and it started with Halloween. Yeah, like I wrote, I did real good on the keto diet for a good a good year, and lost about twenty five pounds, and then I put some back on. It, you know, it went from Halloween to Christmas. Well, Halloween, Thanksgiving, then Christmas, New Year's, and then you know now I'm like back on the keto and then I'm look as I'm going through the uh the checkout line and they got all the Easter candy out. I'm like it's just Do you, are you like a candy guy? I, I, I never was, but I have become, yeah. Oh I, see I'm
0: not a candy guy. Yeah, I'm like I like burgers, bacon, steaks. Yeah, I like, like all that.
1: that too though. I do. I love all that stuff too. Yeah. But you know my two year old does not eat sweet anything sweet. No ice cream, no Candy, nothing. He he won't eat anything sweet. That's good. Not no donuts. I mean, (laughs) Austin's got Austin's eating donuts. (laughs) Well, he's skinny. He's a skinny kid. He's hyper.
0: I've been watching a lot of Dave Chappelle lately.
1: Oh, I love Dave Chappelle. Yeah. So
0: so so it started with the Netflix episode that he got canceled for. Yeah. Okay. So I watched that, and that wasn't even really like a comedy routine. That was more I would call that a spoken word performance. Right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't super funny. It was very poignant. Oh, yeah. It was very poignant. and I w- But he was so charismatic. And I said, man, this guy, I got to watch more of this stuff. So I started watching some of his old Netflix shows. Dude, he's the man. He's like, he's in Cooperstown. He's the best. And, yeah. of course, like, I'm the last person in the world to figure this out. Like, everybody has known about Dave Chappelle for, like, sure. 20 years. Right, yeah. But he's terrific.
1: Yeah, I love Dave Chappelle. Was, I used to watch his, um, his show on Comedy Channel. Yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> you, should, you should go back and watch some of his show. Like, you remember the real world, MTV real world? Yeah. He did a bit on that. It was so funny. They, they, they steal his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm digging Dave Chappelle. Uh, the, but the last Netflix special, it was almost like when you're watching him do this, like he knows he's going to get canceled.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't think he cares. You know, he doesn't care. He, you know, he. Well, he did what everybody thought he was crazy. You know, he turned down a hundred million dollars. I know. You know, and and then because he just on principle alone, you know, he felt like he wasn't. He he wanted a complete control of his of his of his art. You know, and he's also you know he's the first comedian I've ever heard him call it art. You know, he calls himself an artist. I've never really yeah heard a comedian say that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I would have called... Would you call Sam Kinison an artist? Yeah, I would, yeah. actually. I would. I, I just never would have till now. Dice, George Carlin, yeah. all, all those guys. They're That's artists. good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. I mean, they, it is performing arts. They call, there's a reason they call it the performing arts. Yeah. It's, it's art. Yeah. So it's expression. But, uh,
0: yeah. D- Dice, actually... So, I mean, Dice is what he is. Um, and everybody remembers the nursery rhymes and stuff like that, but... Dice had this routine, which was the most postmodern, abstract comedy routine I've ever seen. And it was genius. So he starts off telling the story. He's telling the story. And then he's like, an hour back. And then he looks at the audience and they're looking at him. So he tells the story again and he's like, an hour back. And like nobody knows what to do. And he just keeps saying it over and over again. And, dude, by the end of it, he says an hour back, and everybody's dying laughing. Just like some stupid saying like that.
1: what's just caught on. It, yeah, and, yeah.
0: I mean, he was a much better comedian than people give him credit for. I mean, yeah. a lot of people think of him was like, a shock jock, but he was actually really good.
1: Did you ever see that uh, interview he did on CNN where he got pissed off and walked off and told the guy to go fuck himself on <laughs> live TV? <laughs> It was awesome. (laughs) The guy was like mocking him. He was like, wow, what was it like to be Dice Clay, you know, top of his game, selling out theaters, selling out, you know, big stadiums to go into running a gym like you were, like a headline guy. He's like, fuck you. I still am a headline guy. I mean, what? It's funny. I'm
0: going to put in a zen here. You want a zen?
1: No, thanks. Not unless you want puke all over your equipment all right um
0: i think i might get canceled not from this podcast this podcast is totally acceptable but i think i might cancel i might get canceled off my next book oh you can't find a publisher is that what you're thinking no that's not what i'm talking about i mean like when so it's it, cancel culture like i get when canceled
1: it, when it gets published you're sort yeah. of saying you gotta well what is it uh you like jordan peterson don't you
0: I you know I have his book. I read the first chapter about the lobsters, and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read, <laughs> and and I just never finished it. Yeah. So I, I guess I kind of like what he stands for, but it, it's uh, I couldn't read the book.
1: Yeah, well, um, he says if you're gonna say if you're gonna have an important discussion, you can't be afraid to r- risk offending somebody. I mean that's that's the risk you gotta take.
0: So the reason the reason my book is going to be controversial, it's not. It's it has nothing to do with race or sex or anything like that. It's because in the first chapter,
1: I say that money is a choice. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. You'll get argued. I mean, I would argue with that.
0: I, I'll argue with you right now. So, <laughs> money is a choice. We all get to choose how much money we have to a certain extent. To a certain extent, yeah. we all get to choose how much money we have. For example, you know, I make X dollars a year okay there are things i could do to earn more money that i am unwilling to do
1: Mm
0: -hmm. but if i wanted to do those things i could earn more
1: money right you know what about you um yeah i mean it's it's all just about it's all about what you value it's all about time it's about you know and what you're good at you know a lot of it's what you're good at you know if um
0: well, for you, it's so, time. For you, it's
1: time. Some people were born to be, you know, in healthcare. You know, like just, you know, what would we do without our nurses? You know, some people were born to to work on cars. Like they, they have great mechanical minds. Like these people aren't going to get rich. Like they're just they're going to keep they're going to come and they're going to put a hundred and sixty dollar battery in your fucking Toyota so you can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I gave him a tip. Yeah, that's good. You know, but I mean, it's. uh... At the end of the day, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Go home and, uh, you know. Start a towing company. Do a side hustle. Yeah. Start a towing company. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I guess. Not everyone can be self-employed either. Like, that's uh, another, but.
0: I I agree with you in that. There's, for some people, it's tough. Like, for a nurse, like, probably not. Like, you're going to be working in a hospital. Excuse me. That's about it. But uh, I think, you know, I think for a lot of people, look, there's 24 hours in the day. You know, most people work like seven hours a day. They come home. They spend six hours watching TV. You know, somebody else out there is using those six hours for something else.
1: Right. right. You know,
0: that, that's my philosophy. Like, I mean, you know me. I'm always I'm always working.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have been right there with you when I didn't have kids. I mean, you you know, there's probably. You know.
0: But again, so I'm I'm not passing judgment on your choice. Right. I'm not saying it's a
1: good or bad choice. Sure. But it is a choice. Sure. Right. I don't know. Some people with kids do well. Joe Mowgli has five kids and he's a billionaire.
0: <laughs> a lot of Wall Street guys do that, believe it or not. <laughs> sure, Wall yeah. Street guys have a lot of kids. Yeah. If you you're I,
1: smart and you know it doesn't matter.
0: You know what I actually think the Wall Street thing is funny because all the guys I work with, at a minimum, they had three kids, four kids, five mm-hmm. kids. There were some yeah. that had more. And I literally think it was like conspicuous consumption. Like, hey motherfuckers, look at me. I am so rich. That I can have five kids and <laughs> send them all to Ivy League schools, yeah. and not have to. You know, it's like a lot of the guys I worked with had these huge families. Mm-hmm. They lived in these huge houses. They paid lots of property taxes, yeah. and they they were in debt. You know, they were making seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars a year, and they they had these huge families, and they were in debt. Right,
1: right. You
0: know, and from my standpoint, like when I left Lehman, I had two million bucks, which it's not a lot of money. I mean it is, but it isn't, you know. But for me, that was fuck you money
1: mm-hmm.
0: because my expenses were so low.
1: Right. I
0: didn't have kids. I lived in this tiny little house. You should have seen the house. I lived in this small house. It costs we paid four hundred and thirty thousand dollars for the house. And I had my mortgage payment was like fourteen hundred bucks a month or something like that. So for me to have two million bucks, that's that's fuck you money. And I'm like, I'm leaving and I'm starting my own business. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, you just look at the statistics. Like, seventy percent of this country doesn't have more than seven hundred dollars in the bank. I don't know how you, I. I don't know. I don't know how you change that. You know, I don't know how that's going to change because I think a lot of our, a lot of the people who own large businesses that employ people like they need, they need employees. Like they they wouldn't make it without employees. That's how their business is run by. You know, manufacturing goods or services or whatever. Nowadays, they got to pay these employees more. Sure. Yeah. So it's um, but even then, like, you know, when I made twenty five bucks an hour when I was twenty two years old, I thought that was a lot of money. And I thought, well, if I, if I made that much money, I would, you know, but you know, eight hundred dollars a week when you're working every day. It's not that much money, really. As soon as you start taking out your and I was single and no kids then, you know. What year was that? Ninety-seven through. You were making eight hundred dollars a week. Back then, yeah. You know, at times, you know, when when.
0: So in nineteen ninety-six, I was making eight hundred and sixty-five dollars every two
1: weeks. But you were in the Coast Guard, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were making good money. It was okay for at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I bought a house and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well,
0: one thing I mean, just for example, one thing I could do to make more money, it would be a lot more stress. But I could start not a hedge. Uh, you know what a CTA is? You ever heard of a CTA? No. A CTA is a commodity trading advisor, and it's kind of like a hedge fund that just uses futures. Okay. So I've thought about this in the past, like five years ago. I was talking to some people about it. I thought about starting up a CTA, and um, I decided too much stress, right? You know, but the economics of that. I mean, if, if you have a hundred million bucks and you make forty percent a year, I mean, you make a shit ton of money,
1: right? Right. You know,
0: like it's it's a lot, and I'm just I'm unwilling
1: to do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, you. I don't know if you're saying money's a choice, and that means you're wrong. I mean, it's there's not. It's, I don't think it's a right or wrong thing. I think it's it's a it's just a very there's no easy answer. It's like anything else. It's just some people just don't aren't that motivated. You know what I mean? Like you, you—if you were more what's, motivated, you could of, you could have been a billionaire, I guess. It's kind of the point of the book. You know why can't? If Joe Moglia could do it, why couldn't you? He's, and he coached football. I mean, the guy's doubly smart. You know, and he had kids. Like it's like, what's your problem? You know, <laughs> <laughs> what is my problem? <laughs> Yeah, we'll tackle that
0: some other time. <laughs> I, actually, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think. I, I mean, I, you can always
1: I, compare yourself to someone else. You know, I'd feel better or worse. So I've never met Joe Moglia.
0: I don't think I have the leadership qualities that he does. That's a lot to, of it too to run a large organization. Mm-hmm. Like
1: I'm good at. Who does? Very few.
0: Yeah, like I'm good at working myself. He's one in a million.
1: He's I, one in a bill You know, there's very few people like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're not like. You know. Well, if I can do it, you can too. No, I can't fuck you <laughs> We can't all go to the moon.
0: <laughs> so we saw we saw Jackass forever together. yeah. So we walked out of the theater and <laughs> yeah we should talk about that movie. <laughs> so I like I mean I like all the jackass movies. This one was my least favorite. There wasn't a point in the movie where I was like peeing my pants laughing. No, like it was funny. It was funny. It was like it was amusing, but I mean, all the other three Jackass movies, I was peeing my pants laughing about yeah. something. So I don't know if I've grown up and like my sense of humor has changed, or it just wasn't as good, or
1: you know, some things just don't age well. You know, this might be just be one of those things. I think that, I mean, they've, they're they made a lot of money. I mean, there's, I think they. You know what the budget was for that movie? I can't imagine ten million. I was bucks. gonna say ten. 10 million bucks. Yeah. So they made money. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, good for them. Good for uh, them. I feel bad for them because I know, like, you know, these guys, like, these guys are, some of these guys are addicts, former addicts. They're in a lot of pain. I mean, it's just, and especially the big fat guy, like, Preston Lacey, running, you know, sliding into cactuses. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? Like, Uh, I guess money is, is, but well, he's making a choice. You know, he can. Make he's money do prob- He's, I, he's maxing is, out his potential. <laughs> he's he's
0: probably not making that much money. He's probably making like three
1: hundred grand to do that. Which is probably, if you think about it, that's probably his. his that's he's probably reached his potential there. Like, he, <laughs> what's he gonna do? He's clearly not a rocket scientist. So they got some of the new jackass people. The uh, the other fat guy, I
0: don't remember I don't remember his name, maybe it was Jeremy or something like that. But he was like a YouTube guy. He does he does stunts on YouTube. All right. And the girl, Rachel Wolfson, so I, I read an article about her. Um, she's a comedian. Okay. She's a stand up comedian, and she was she was talking about how when she got to the set of Jackass, they gave everybody sexual harassment training. And she said, right after the sexual harassment trading, she's like, all the guys have their dicks out. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, well, what was the point of that?
1: <laughs> That's what I was gonna say too. Is there, were there more dicks in this one? There than was a all? lot more dicks. A lot of yeah. dicks. Yeah, a lot of dicks. And uh, I don't know. You know, I don't even think. You know, like we like seeing nudity in movies, but like I don't think women like to see dicks in movies. You know what I mean? It's not like a. Equality thing, like, well, if we gotta do this, then we should do that because the women women are gonna like it. But, like, my wife says she she doesn't like seeing dicks in movies. <laughs> I mean, dicks are ugly, <laughs> especially when they got bees all over them. Oh yeah, that was Jesus. Yeah, that, that was, was terrible. This was, yeah, that was weird. And the.
0: By the way, Johnny Knoxville got fucked up by that bull.
1: He did he broke his
0: wrist and he broke his wrist, he broke his rib, and he got a concussion, mm-hmm. and he went on Howard Stern, and he was saying that he has cognitive difficulties as a result of that bull, like
1: yeah, well that's yeah, concussions can do that <laughs> that's too bad I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I that was that's probably the one I laughed out loud at when they showed that in slow motion. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the few I laughed out loud. But I mean, they were all I mean they were all pretty funny, but yeah, just uh, just silly, like just a lot of cringe. You know, did you cringe a lot? It was more
0: cringe humor. Mm-hmm. It was more cringe humor than like funny humor.
1: Right, right, yeah, a
0: lot of cringe. So. Anyway, it's great to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was it's, good. To- it's great to have you back. And uh, well, we're gonna do this like once a month. All right. So this is a pretty good setup in the office. I kind of like this. Yeah,
1: no problem. The shelf does not fall on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of jerry rigged, but you gotta uh, get Pat Sajak to hold it here. Yeah. By the way, I sent a I sent a message to Pat Sajak. You said he follows you now, right? Yeah, he follows me on Twitter. Uh, I sent a message to him. I sent him a direct message, which I can do because we follow each other. And I I sent him. It wasn't a super long note, but I sent him a you know a note about um, basically the influence that he's had on me in the newsletter and how, um, you know he's the king of not screwing up a good thing. How he's had mm-hmm. this gig for forty years and he never got an ego and he never got a drug habit, never pulled a Charlie Sheen or never pulled a Hugh Grant. And he's the king. And I wrote him this note. Uh, I haven't heard back from him yet. Um, I don't know that I will. Yeah. But I just had to tell him he's he's helped out a lot of people.
1: Yeah, your newsletter is is it's just kind of like that, right? I mean, it's just you just you write it every day. It's it's it's, it's your bread and butter. I mean, it's the foundation of the Jared Dillion of everything. I mean, right? The Jared Dillian experience. Yeah, it really is. You know.
0: Well, the podcast is uh, the podcast is reasonably successful. I'm hoping that we get some more listeners, um, but uh, the I got to tell you that radio show was a shitload of work. That was a lot of work. Oh yeah, I was and I, I was, keep, I, I was stressed out. You I had was me on there for two out.
1: hours that one time. And, you know, usually it was just an hour, and I was like, I don't know how you do this every day. But yeah, it's tough. I
0: look, I could do it if it was my only job. Like if if I had, you know, I had a radio show at six o'clock at night and, you know, I could get up and have breakfast and hit the gym and then, you know, write some material and, you know, just I had nothing else to do. Then it would be it would be easy. It would be fun. But, you know, combined with all the other stuff that I was doing, it was it was too much.
1: Mm -hmm. So are you on Spotify? I think we are on Spotify. I think I've seen you on Spotify. I'm pretty sure we're on Spotify. Are you you're gonna? I would if I were you. I would demand they 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 either pull you or Joe Rogan.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, you've listened to Joe Rogan. I right? like
1: Joe Rogan. I it, you know, <laughs> I've, I didn't start listening to him until like two years ago either. But is, he has awesome guests. He really does. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm not. I never was. I never seen him stand up. I still have not seen any of his stand up. I never watched Fear Factor. I watch Fear Factor, and I don't even like, like I don't Factor. even like MMA fighting. I can't stand that stuff, but I like that show. I it's it's a unique show. You know, it's he's you've never there's never been a show like it where they'll bring somebody on and let them talk for three hours. They smoke weed, they drink, they they talk shit. I mean, they just there's nothing off. I mean, they talk about just off the wall shit. When COVID hit. And then the politics, he got into the COVID and the politics and you know he's he seems like he's on a crusade now, so some of that stuff's hard to deal with, but you know, I still think it's a good show.
0: So one of the one of the things about Joe Rogan is that he's one of these people that makes it look easy. You know what I mean? You look at Joe Rogan and you're like, fuck, I could do that. Like what's what's so hard about that? Just like, you know, having a guest and being interesting and talking to somebody, like what is what is so hard about that? Why can't I do that? Now, ski jumping, on the other hand, when I see somebody ski jumping, I'm like, that looks hard as shit. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Joe Rogan, I'm like, I can do
1: that. Yeah. But, you know, just think about his his career path. I mean, as a comedian, you know how hard it is to be a stand-up comedian, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So, except you, do you, you, can a dumbass be a comedian? No. 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 You've got to be smart and to make it, and you got to be hardworking. And to be to have his own show, you know, whatever you thought of his his show or his Fear Factor or whatever, but and then the, I mean, he brings on physicists and scientists and professors and like all these people, and he's he he's able to ask relevant questions. I mean, he does homework; like he knows what to ask, and it's I don't know. I think the guy is people want to make fun of him because he's because he's an MMA fighter and stuff. Like you know, he's just a He's like, he's a dumbass, but he's not a dumbass. I promise. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, all I was saying is that it looks easy. It looks easy. But it it's mean. like you said, it's not easy. It's the accumulation of years of hard work. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like the iceberg thing, right? All you see is the tip of the iceberg, but you don't see what's underneath it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I'm Jared Dillian. This is the Be Smart Podcast. We'll see you next time.